Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown, four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney night, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse. Metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana, and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions. Meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m. All appointment only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything.
Thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson and I'm your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Metal Forge. Wow, here we are in the middle of holiday season. You know, happy birthday to the the reason for the season. You know, Lemmy would be 77 years old on Christmas Eve. Wow. Uh, You know, I still miss Motorhead. Like, even though they're doing the releases and all that, you know, I still miss them uh, putting out new albums and stuff. Because I think... They've had they had some great great stuff, you know. It's like the '90s were what they were, the '80s were what they were. Uh, the Millennium Era was just as kick-ass. But that's not why we're here today. We're here this week to talk about Toledo Steel from Southampton, UK. I have Rich from the band on the line. We're gonna be talking with him. We're just you know shooting the shit, doing our thing. Jason is back this week. Jason Gardner from the Heavy Metal Wasteland, and he's gonna be doing his final uh, Heavy Metal Wasteland of 2022. He will be on next week's episode for his top five albums of the year, albums, EPs, releases, whatever you want to call it, along with Athena. Prihatska from Mental Mischief, and now Video Mischief and Thrashers and Destroyers. Super rad fucking times, and that shit kicks ass. And, you know, along with that, we also have the Flamekeeper Patreon. You know, like I said before, it's kind of like the defenders of the faith of the metal community, you know, the Flamekeepers. We keep the Metal Forge fires burning, so on and so forth. So please check out patreon.com slash Flamekeeper. Uh, you get early access to episodes. You get early access to Jason's podcast, The Ale Horn and The Mud Horn, along with merch discounts and stuff from Overload and his band Temptations Wings. And fuck, man, just all around kick ass stuff. Seriously, thank you all so much for tuning in each and every week like you do. You all kick ass completely. I appreciate you all very fucking much. You know, I love doing this show, and, you know, here's to, like I said before, 200 more episodes, you know, because, fuck, why not, right? So, let's go ahead and check in with Jason this week and see what he has to talk about in the Heavy Metal Wasteland. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Wasteland. Hope you all are well and uh, have had a good 2022. Uh, I know I have, uh, you know, personally and musically, uh, it's been pretty good. At least the last half was uh, pretty awesome. My band played the first and last two shows of the year back in November and December. And uh, man, they were both uh, really fun. We did pretty good financially, selling a lot of merch. Uh, You know, people actually still like us that come see us so that's always a good feeling and uh we will be out uh, around a little more next year so um make sure you follow my band on you know whatever platform you prefer and uh, we should have dates coming out you know semi periodically uh, hopefully we get near you but uh if not make sure you have make sure you tell friends or relatives if they're in the area to come check us out yeah we would appreciate it also, we released our last album on cassette. Uh, it's limited to 20 copies. Uh, some have already been sold. So uh, if you're a cassette collector, uh, they are hand-numbered. Limited edition, translucent orange. Uh, pretty cool looking. Uh, head on to our band camp and grab one before they're gone because we are only pressing 25 in translucent orange. Enough about me and my band. Let's move on to uh, future plans. So if you've been listening to Mark uh, in the past week or two, he has mentioned that we have combined our podcast adventures into one under the umbrella of Flamekeeper. So this is going to be a Patreon group where his Metal Forge podcast will continue as is. 
and my two that I do, which is the Alehorn, which is a music discussion um, podcast, and the Mudhorn, which is like nerd culture stuff, uh, will be once a month. And also, I will be doing my Unsleeved series still, uh, featuring me and other guests, showing off wares, whether it's uh, you know a Kickstarter, uh, a mail order, record store uh, purchase, record fair purchase. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be even CDs or vinyl or tapes. It could be like your Motorhead sock collection or something. I did my Iron Maiden T-shirt collection one episode. So uh, long as it stays in the realm of music. And mostly metal, we prefer, but, you know, everyone's got taste. Uh, if you want to shoot a video, just, you know, uh, get in touch with us, and I can tell you how to do it. Um, real quick overview is widescreen on your phone, and, uh, you know, just a nice, clean, concise video. Uh, I will put the tags and stuff on myself if you submit it. But it'd be really fun. I, I imagine it as a... Um, community radio like maybe like uh, some FM like at 3 in the morning on a Sunday nobody listens or watches but you know it's still fun to do that kind of thing so I hope you will join Flamekeeper when we launch it in uh, actually January 1st everything should be changed over um, if you want to go ahead and uh, pre-save the website address it is patreon.com slash flamekeeper Please don't subscribe in December because you will be charged again in January. They don't go from a 30-day period. They go off the first of the month every month. So if you subscribe December, you'll be charged again in January. So it'll be two payments. And uh, we should have uh, everything you know laid out pretty soon as far as like uh, tiers and perks go, stuff like that. And uh, maybe some other stuff in the works to uh, put under the Flamekeeper banner. Uh, we shall see. Uh, stuff's being talked about but nothing concrete yet but the podcast will be there for your enjoyment and uh, I'm going to keep it short and sweet Um, hopefully we will have some awesome releases surprise releases in 23 I know the elephant in the room Metallica will be taking up most if not all the attention in the metal genre from everybody so that kind of sucks but uh, hopefully the little guys can find a little bit of space to uh, you know emerge and you know show off what they got uh, remember to support your local and regional bands because your favorite big bands were also local and regional bands at one time. So always remember that. And uh, if I have one wish for 23, I know this is kind of going off the rails. Uh, I hope for the death of tribute bands taking up all the good spots at good venues uh, in 2023. Uh, the bands like Nirvani, which is uh, Nirvana with an I, and uh, you know the uh, Pearl Jam tribute band, and you know whoever else is out there. It's not a tribute band for every band. Uh, there's some tribute bands for tribute bands, which in here in Asheville, which I find bizarre, but it's true. Uh, you can look it up. Um, yeah, Die a Slow Death. Uh, these bands are a cancer on live music, and um, you know in general, uh, they make money. Off bands who worked hard on their craft, and they uh, take money from bands who work hard in their craft by uh, taking off all the good uh, Fridays and Saturdays. Uh, there's no reason for a band, a tribute band, who sells 50 tickets, to be playing a venue that holds a thousand or more. It's absolutely insane, and it's more common than you think. Uh, at least around here, it's uh, pretty crazy. So, um, so, yeah, don't support that shit. Um, Whatever you do, support people who write their own music. Now, I'm not talking about like the Weekend Warrior bands who like do like a Big Four uh, show on a weekend or something like that. I'm just talking about like, the professional tribute bands who do this. Uh, they suck. Fuck them. And if you're listening and you're one of them, fuck you. So, all right, guys, I'm gonna go ahead and let you get back to the episode. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk to you in 2023 uh, as a flamekeeper. And uh, as always, guys, stay safe, stay heavy, and we will talk to you next year. Jason, thank you so much for being a great friend this year. I am grateful to have you on the Metal Forge whenever you decide you want to do Heavy Metal Wastelands and so on and so forth. And now being uh, partnered with you for the Flame Keeper deal and just kicking ass with the alehorn and mudhorn and your various youtube uh you know unsleeved 
stuff like that. It, it kicks ass. Thank you so much. But we're going to get into this week's episode. We are going to listen to some Toledo Steel right now. This is No Quarter.
All right, metalheads, I'm being joined here across the pond from Rich from Toledo Steel. Dude, what is going on? Um, right now, I'm just in my flat. Um, yeah, nothing too much at the moment. <laughs> A standard Saturday evening. It's still um, still pretty early here. Uh, it's only uh, on 6 p.m., so, yeah, not too much right at the second. Hell yeah, dude. Like, tell everybody out in Metal Forge land about Toledo Steel. Okay, right. So, yeah, Toledo Steel, we started back in around 2011. And um, our goal from the start was just to obviously write, um, record, and uh, the kind of music we love and get out there and play as many shows as we possibly could. And it quite quickly sort of came together. And, um, you know, we were playing all across the UK pretty early on. And we progressed on to playing, I I think, our first show outside of the... UK in the Netherlands we, um, a few years into the band and um, eventually we ended up getting signed and and um, which obviously every band you know that's the kind of goal for most bands right and um, yeah it's just just been a lot of fun and being able to kind of just continue doing what we do um, yeah it, it's, it's been great really yeah Definitely. So, as you said, y'all started around 2011. You put out a few demos and EPs. Your first yes. full, your first full length called No Quarter was released in 2018. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, see, that seems like a long time. You know, yeah, I understand that there were some some EPs and stuff in there, but like for an actual full length, it it it's interesting these days because. You know, when I started in music, it was always about, you know, let's get an album out, not necessarily EPs and, and stuff like that. So so why was it a, the big seven years, you know, there between starting in, a, in an actual full length? I think it was for a number of reasons, really. I think, um, you know, where it was for, for all of us at the time, it was our first originals band and none of us were really that experienced with uh you know kind of doing bands at all it was all our sort of first proper band none of us had any kind of recording studio experience um any sort of real sort of um writing experience even so it was kind of from the start we were kind of learning as we went and it took us a while to reach the point where we felt we were kind of ready to hit the studio and and um and at that point when we were ready um we only had enough tracks to do e- an EP and maybe we should have held out and written a few more songs and, and done an album uh, a bit sooner. But, um, yeah, it just panned out that way um, for a number of reasons, really. Uh, and obviously we did a second EP. Um, the first one was a, yeah, a free track. Um, the second one was five tracks. Um, uh, but we also had a number of lineup changes, uh, which slowed down things a little bit. Um, and yeah, the, 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 those are the sort of main reasons as to why it took us quite a while to sort of, uh, get the first full length, um, debut out. Okay. See, that totally makes sense. But I also noticed too, that it doesn't look like there's any recycled tracks from, uh, the EPs to no quarter though. Is that correct? Yeah, you're right in saying that. I mean, we did think about possibly doing that. Um, but at the same time, we were kind of, you know, we were thinking, you know, we want to leave those tracks as they are um, and just move on to, to new stuff. I mean, for me personally, I'm not a fan of when bands um, re-record tracks um, that they've previously written, unless obviously the unless uh, the only times I think it, it, it works well is if the quality of the initial recording was obviously uh, was so bad. But the, I mean some of those tracks on the EPs we did demo them um, so there were previously recorded versions out there but yeah they, they were just demos definitely which is uh, I agree with you on that because for me it's like I like I like first run of everything you know mm. so whether it's like in my CD collection if it's something that's like a vinyl transfer like for example my copy of Fly By Night is the first ever pressing on CD I don't have like a re- yes. I don't have like a a remixed remastered copy of it because it's like I wanted to hear it the way it originally came out for everybody. Yeah, totally. I mean, I I, I agree with you on that. 
and obviously now there's so many bands especially a lot of the sort of legacy bands and they've you know they're doing all these like you know super deluxe um version you know kind of box sets with um numerous different mixes of um a classic album on it and you know it just goes on and on and on and obviously there's money to be made with the obviously with um the bigger bands when it comes to stuff like that and i guess that's the ultimate reason as to why they do it but um yeah i mean i i, I like to hear stuff as it was you know kind of uh, meant to be heard um as it was heard the first time around for sure absolutely so you'll then released a a, a compilation which is the first strike of steel, which is the the early years anthology, which is basically a re-release of the Toledo Steel and Zero Hour EP, correct? Yes, yeah, that's right. Okay. And you know, so and that was in twenty twenty. Obviously that was was that something that you all had set out to do already, or was that something that was fueled by the pandemic because of, you know, not being able to get together and write songs and record uh no that wasn't um our idea at all uh that idea came from the label um they wanted to do it they approached us and said look how about we we put out both your eps as one you know consolidate them into one single release um repackage it up um with some new artwork um which which we were happy to do because we were never quite content with the original art artwork we had done and i think the artwork we had done for the uh, compilation um you know kind of fits better um but yeah that wasn't our idea um we were approached by the label to do that and we weren't going to say no so yeah that's why we went with it definitely which is always cool too because like you said you know you were approached by by the label to do that and it did probably breathe some new life into the original stuff there because, like I said, through the pandemic, you know, with lockdowns and so on and so forth, nobody was really, unless you already had something recorded and ready to go, you know, you. I think everything that I noticed was more along the line of people put out a lot of newer albums towards the, you know, the end of 2020. Yeah, 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 you're right. I mean, we actually started, um, the last time we did, we actually started recording it just before the first um, lockdown came in. Um, so we intended to put that out in, in probably would have been, I guess, early 2021. But uh, yeah, we, we were ready to sort of uh, go with that um, way back at the start, or just before the start of the uh, pandemic. Definitely. And what you're talking about is Heading for the Fire, which is the, the latest full-length album, which came out in October of 21. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Okay. So, since you've you've had that happen, what's going on next? Are you all writing and recording for a new album? Are you still trying to tour on Heading for the Fire? What's up with that? Yeah, we've got a whole bunch of new ideas demoed already uh, for what will be the third album. Um, we've got about, I think, six tracks in total, some of which are kind of fully fledged out ideas, others which are kind of, you know, um, we're, still work we're still working on. Um, and yeah, that material we've got so far is sounding really cool. So um, the plan next with that is to hopefully in the coming um few months or so get into a rehearsal room and start jamming through those ideas we've got and um seeing what new ideas um come out um so yeah we can obviously work towards the the third album and with regard with regards to gigs um obviously when um as it did for obviously every band uh when um the pandemic um sort of hit it put the brakes on in a big way and um, we did have quite a lot of cool shows lined up for 2020 which um which obviously didn't happen. Um, some of which, um, uh, you know, obviously we weren't able to reschedule. Uh, so, so yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a bummer, obviously. But at the moment, we're also looking into obviously what shows we can potentially play next year, whilst obviously working on new ideas for yeah the third album. Definitely. So, in your estimation, here would would the next album be something that you are going to try to release by the end of twenty twenty three, or is it possibly going to go for like an early twenty twenty four release? Yeah, I think 
getting it released next year, especially with the sort of um, timescales that uh, like the label has to work to, and that it's unrealistic that we'd have it out um, at any point next year. Uh, but we we want to have it fully recorded by the end of next year, and um, yeah, yeah. In turn, that would mean it would be out uh, in twenty twenty four, I guess, at some point. Oh wow! See, and that's that's so wild to me to sit there and to think that it's like. You know, there there are so many moving parts that yeah. that go into it from just from the the writing and recording of it to the actual production of you know physical product and and stuff like that because you get so many so many like vinyl plants out there that are just so backlogged even still two years later. Yeah, yeah, no, it's um it's amazing how much uh, yeah stuff has to happen in order to. Um, you know, obviously get something out, you know, properly. It's, um, yeah, obviously it's, it's simpler being an independent band, um, you know, with regards to obviously getting something out there quickly. Um, so I guess there's plus sides to, you know, to be an independent, independent band. Um, but ultimately it's better being signed, but, uh, yeah, the only downside is that there is all these additional things that you have to take into account, which ultimately, um, uh, take, take, you know, make things, uh, things end up taking a little bit longer definitely definitely so in the touring that you've got planning for you know next year and stuff are you all considering uh doing anything in the states or anything i mean we would love to do that that'd be absolutely brilliant if we could play some shows in the states um but there's no plans in the in the works at the moment to do that definitely. um yeah we we we've not even sort of got down to looking at that i mean like i said we'd love to do it um but uh yeah i think uh you know getting into into europe some more um for some runs over there is what we're hopefully going to do and uh also play the uk of course uh, some of the obviously you know the cities we've played already which we know are, are good places to play but also look into um playing some potentially new places where we haven't gone before um, to reach um, some new people there. Absolutely. And you're right. It is a huge undertaking to to seriously consider playing, you know, in a place like the States or even if you were to go and do like a South American run or even a Canadian run. That's mm. that's a lot of logistical questions that need answered. And, you know, you just can't fly by the seat of your pants and do it. You, no, exactly. And obviously the, you know, the, you know the financial side of it as well it has to make sense um so, so yeah there's a lot to consider oh for sure and even still even like you know when it comes to getting equipment or even your your product because you know you're gonna have to take merch and stuff with you uh, is it like okay well you know we know these people in america that we can have it shipped directly to them and pick it up from there and there's just so much stuff that that goes on yeah there really is there really is yeah i mean like you said um south uh, you know you mentioned south america and i know that's um there seems to be a really sort of thriving scene for uh for heavy metal over there um i mean lots of bands uh, sort of disappear over there for quite a few weeks playing shows um i mean it would be great to go there yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I think so too, but I've seen so many interesting um like interesting stories from bands that have toured down there. It's it's almost like it's a it's a thing where it's like you play in like these few places and the rest of it is kind of off limits it seems like. Yeah, 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 I, I can imagine so. Yeah, that's all. That's that's super interesting to me. I, I remember uh, in White Line Fever, uh, the Lemmy autobiography, how he talks about touring in South America and how how crazy it actually is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, yeah. I don't really know. Um, I don't really know um, too many sort of uh, uh, details about you know, what it's like. But I, I, yeah, like I said, I can imagine it's it's uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty complicated. Oh, for sure, for sure. So I think I'm going to go ahead and switch over here to some general profile questions. You know, we're definitely looking forward to everything uh, coming out for you all, as well as, you know, hopefully some some awesome, 
awesome times, you know, on tour and such. So I think I'm going to go ahead and ask you some general questions and see, see where things are for you. For sure. Yeah. What do you consider yourself an expert at? Oh, an expert. Uh, to be honest, I would say I wouldn't consider myself to be an expert at anything, to be honest. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I, I've not really thought about it. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know how to answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. I, I totally get you on that. Um, I'm definitely not either, you know, not not in my uh, day job or <laughs> or anything like that. Even in, even in the podcast, definitely not an expert at it. I'm you, I think I th- it's one of those things. Once, once you, you know, once you kind of, uh, you know, consider yourself to be an expert, that's when you kind of stop improving. Um, yes. So, so yeah, it's uh, it's probably best to never really kind of think of yourself as being an expert at anything. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Because once you stop learning, yeah, you're not. You you've reached that point to where it's like I don't know. Do you just not care anymore? I say there's there's always uh, things you can kind of uh, work out and improve on. Oh, for without sure. a doubt, I hundred percent agree. Uh, if you could install one piece of advice into a child's mind, what would it be? Oh, I, maybe it sounds like a pretty obvious thing to say, but I'd say um, just kind of um, yeah, just be yourself, really. Um, you know, don't worry too much about trying to sort of fit in and. And, you know, kind of just do what's kind of feels right for you. I mean, obviously take, you know, the right guidance. Um, but, uh, yeah, just kind of be yourself. Definitely. And, yeah, that's that's super sound advice, you know. Do what feels right for you and don't don't force yourself into anything that you don't want to do and stuff like that. That's it. Don't, you know, don't succumb to all the sort of, uh, you know, the – peer pressure and all that stuff yeah hell yeah uh what word do you always struggle with to spell correctly oh yeah there's got to be one let me have a think um i mean the spelling's pretty good but um oh god i'm um, gonna think probably necessary i'd say right on yeah it's uh, one of those words where i i, I think oh is it should there be uh two two s's here or two c's and and uh, <laughs> right uh, uh but obviously now you know everyone uses bloody uh, autocorrect uh most people you know we're all kind of using our devices and you know computers to you know rather than just writing freehand so um i guess we don't have to worry so much we can rely on the autocorrect but yeah necessary i'd i'd say is 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 one of the words there's, there's probably uh, quite a few more, Definitely. but that's one of them I have to kind of think and kind of double check. You know, that's an interesting uh, concept of what you just said with using autocorrect and everything like that. Mm. Because, like, would that be something that if you actually had to sit down and write something out, it, it would for, for some people, I am sure it would be absolute, uh, absolutely atrocious. Yeah, yeah. There would probably be oh, more yeah. spellings, everything, no punctuation. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I, I find if I ever have to put pen to paper now, um, I do find that um, if I'm writing quite a bit out, my, my hand starts to hurt quite a bit. And I think, oh, I don't remember this yet, kind of years ago when I was writing all the time. Because, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, was, I don't sit down and write, you know, kind of a great, you know, kind of a great periods, you know, long periods of time. It's not something I really sort of do much. And, uh, you know, probably that's probably the same for most people. Though, right? Oh, for sure. I know that same thing for me. Well, you know, when I was putting pen to paper, it, whether it be in in school or just even writing lyrics out for my band and such. Yeah, I used to sheet after sheet after sheet. And now it's just like can barely even, you know, get through one one song of writing everything down. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had a roommate, and if so, what did you absolutely hate about it? Um, no, I haven't really. No, because um, after I moved out of home, I moved uh, straight in with my um, with my girlfriend. So uh, no, I've not actually experienced the whole sort of uh, roommate thing. Awesome. Um, but I can imagine 
yeah, I, I can see how that can easily happen. And I've seen uh, plenty of uh, friends of mine who have roommates uh, fall out um, with each other because of this. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I was told a long time ago from a, from a friend of mine said, if you ever wanted to ruin a friendship, become roommates. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, the closest I suppose I could say um, to, you know, to that that I've experienced was just simply just spending a lot of time around mates and um, staying over at their places, say for, you know, a few days at a time. And, and uh, yeah, it, it it can easily happen just in a short period of time. So uh, yeah, over sort of uh, you know weeks, months, years, whatever. Oh, for like sure. you said, it could it could easily uh, ruin what was originally a great friendship. <laughs> right, and for me, it's it it definitely did ruin that friendship, and it's never mm. recovered. <laughs> But, oh, so that's a real shame to hear, man. But yeah, and I, I always equate touring as the same way. You know, when you're out three, four days at one, at you know, when you first start touring as a as an independent band, to when you're doing mm. it for like two or three weeks, or maybe a month or two, then when you're around your your bandmates, I'm sure it's it can definitely be the same way. Oh yeah, I, definitely, um, and especially if you're all sort of uh, crammed into one small uh, van for long periods of time, or, or you know, or an even smaller car, um, and then sharing obviously uh, hotel rooms together or whatever. Um, yeah, it can easily happen, and then obviously factor in you know um, everyone's got their own sort of habits and that might it might sort of uh, annoy um, uh, the others, or, or you know, adding in like maybe. Um, things like drinking and stuff like that. You know, you can get all got. There's so many different sort of uh, things that can yeah, combine so different vari- variables. Yeah, so many That's different right, variables. Yeah. Uh, would you choose a shorter life and be super rich, or a long life and somewhat poor? Oh, um, depends how poor. Um, yeah, or or how rich. I mean, uh, I wouldn't equate um, a good life to, to necessarily how much how much uh, money you've got in your bank account. Um, uh, but, but yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd rather have, I don't know, um, that wasn't one of the options, but uh, a longer, happier life, let's say. Definitely. Understandable. And I can relate to yeah. that as well because, you know, it's not about what, how much money you have in your bank account. I mean, I, I mm. assume it is if you, you know, you you lose your job and you're living week to week and stuff like that. Mm. But, you know, for sure, it's not about how much money you have in your bank account. Uh, what's the saying? It's not the, the, the years, but the quality in the years or something like that. Exactly, exactly. Um, but at the same time, having having no money at all, that's that's miserable as well, isn't it? Because obviously you can't, you, if you simply can't do anything, that's bloody miserable. For sure. Uh, yeah, it, because then you're just stuck doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, and that, but also if you have if you have you know endless amounts of money, uh, everything could become a bit sort of, or the novelty of having that money initially is is you know um, it would be great, but that would wear off, and. Um, yeah, you could you could find that sort of meaning to some things might start to sort of uh, um, go a little bit. Oh, for sure. Uh, what do you feel people complain about too much these days? Oh, well, I mean, living in England, it would have to be the weather. <laughs> but that's um, I think that's always been the case um, uh, over here. Okay, uh, so... So weather-wise, uh, what is it like most of the time? Gray and miserable. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> no, it's it's you know it's uh, I mean during the summer obviously you get like a, a few weeks every year of like you know really nice weather and it usually um, uh, yeah but most of the time it's uh, that's fairly short-lived and you know it's obviously it's you know it's never it's never crazy hot in the summer it's never like crazy crazy cold in the winter but um it's just um yeah it's just the sort of those long sort of gray days that just seem to kind of roll um into each other uh throughout obviously the sort of uh uh winter months uh, yeah 
Definitely. Sounds a lot like Washington State here in, in the States. Yes, I, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Because the Pacific Northwest uh, is has a lot of gray gray days. It's one of those places where like in Florida, it, it, at some point in the day in Florida, it will rain at some point. Yeah. Like it won't it might last 3 minutes, it might last 30 minutes, but it's, it's going to rain at some point. So. Ah, okay. Right. Uh what is the best thing to happen to you this year? The best thing this year. Oh, um let me have a think. Uh Away from Away from music, a couple of couple of things, I suppose. Um, I'm massively into like running, and I did my first sort of uh, big organised running event, um, which I took part in, um, and that that was just a great experience. And I, I for the first time, to do something like that, uh, I did that uh, with with uh, my sister, who's also really into it. So that was a great experience, and I was really sort of uh, um, pleased with um, how I did with that. Uh, so yeah, that's that, that's one of the things, and also uh, yeah, me and my girlfriend we went had a nice holiday for uh, ten days uh, over in Tenerife, which was great just to get away from everything. So uh, yeah, I know you said one thing, but they're the two two sort of best things. That's um, awesome, though. This year. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely awesome because hey, you, you know if you're into something and you like the marathon running and stuff, that's that's cool because. I would like to do that. Uh, I, I'm just definitely not physically fit enough for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that's totally cool. And an awesome vacation is always great. You know, something where you could just feel super relaxed. And, you know, one of the things that I, I've always thought with vacation or holiday or anything is where you go and then you're tired after you come back like from travel or or something like that. You know, whenever, yeah. whenever you can go and not be tired and you just feel so refreshed and relaxed to go right back into work, that's so cool. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Yeah, and obviously, with you know, the opposite of that is uh, going away playing gigs. Uh, usually you feel knackered when you come back. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, that's the, yeah. Absolutely. That's so, the opposite. I have one more question, but before we get into it, as always, links are listed below, so please give a like, a share, and a follow. Please support these guys in any way you can and every way you can. Go to the Bandcamp pages, go buy merch, support these guys at shows when you see them uh, coming up live. Uh, do you have any shout-outs you want to give to anybody before we go today? Yeah, I'd just like to say thanks to everyone who's uh, supported the band from the beginning, um, come to shows, bought merchandise, um, yeah just basically cheers and you know we're obviously gonna continue sort of uh going with it for as long as we can and um yeah hopefully you know uh you, you guys that will stick with us and yeah cheers hell yeah cheers to cheers to those as well uh so final question of the day is if you could spend one hour with any musician alive or dead who would it be and what would you do Oh god, that is a uh, that's a tough question. Any musician, um, I suppose. I'm trying to think of one of my main sort of uh, inspirations. They have to still be alive, Not alive or dead. Alive or dead. Oh well, in that case, that's it's easy to answer. It would have to be uh, Ronnie James Theo for me. Um, easily my hands down uh, favorite um, rock metal singer. And uh, yeah, and I, you know, I think it would be pretty a pretty simple day, just sort of hang out and just sort of chat, maybe have a couple of beers, whatever. And uh, yeah, that that would be it, I guess, fairly fairly sort of simple. Hell yeah, dude, that's awesome because you know I've I've had people answer that where they're just like, oh, I'd have them sing to me. It's like really, you would really it's like you get an hour and you want to have them have them sing to you. It's like I would be like picking brain for information. <laughs> Like how does it? Yeah, tell me about this. <laughs> yeah, and no, the thing is, you know, no singer really likes being put on the spot. You know, it's like as soon as you tell people you um, you sing, the, the, you know, the classic um, response to that a lot of people oh, sing us a song then, right. and it's uh, 
yeah, it's uh, sometimes you you know it's, you know it's just you're not really sort of uh, up for that if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure, dude, Rich, thank you so much for coming on the show this week. This has been awesome, and. I appreciate you guys and I'm definitely looking forward to the new music and what's, what's coming up next. Cheers, mate. Yeah. It's been great chatting to you. Awesome. So from the album heading for the fire, what song do you want to play out today? Oh, I'd go for, um, on the loose. Ooh, oh, album opener here. So you heard him. <laughs> this is from Toledo steel. This is on the loose. Let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. 
to distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine, an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at... 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com. BigCartel.com Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is the Wrestling Steve Show, and I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no Man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? <laughs> Neither one, because they stopped beating their wives. <laughs> and weird, we never even thought of. Well, no, my friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. <laughs> weird. That's it's gonna get weird. Is the name of the podcast available everywhere? And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah.